celebrate it was like our 20th episode Aww. or maybe i don't know oh you know how bad i am at keeping count of that well i kept asking you if we talked about this did we talk about this did we talk about this i'm i really got to come up with that little system for tracking our topics otherwise we're just going to keep rehashing the same couple things over and over again whatever the people love it uh so this what we talked about jurassic park last week i was it was good timing because i don't know it, whether it was our podcast or it was just I was in that mood for dinosaurs, and it got me pumped. Well, who isn't ever in the mood for dinosaurs? That's true. But uh, yeah, I, I even and I actually followed up on one of my uh, my commitments. I went and I saw uh, the Jurassic World exhibit down at the Franklin Institute. And how was that? It's pretty awesome. They they looked amazing. They the T Rex just blew my damn mind. If I could have, I was in Philly, a, a ten minute walk from the Franklin. Institute and I couldn't get up on time. Yeah, God I was, damn, I was en- enchantress keeping me. I was walking in, in and you're like, oh, we just woke up. I'm like, oh, I was up to five thirty, but that's <laughs> it was a rough day the day prior. Bar crawls, you know how it is, yeah. kids. Yeah, but it was pretty awesome. Dude. I mean, where I'm at now, I kinda would have liked a little more science. But it was it was still cool. Like I think what was and I realized what my, my one issue with it was. Um being at the Franklin Institute, which I love and it's awesome. Um, when I saw it when I was younger, it was at the Academy of Natural Science. Yeah. So when you walk out after this dinosaur exhibit, you still have a museum full of dinosaur bones. Right. So you can't like get enough of it. Where you were mm-hmm. done there, and then you kind of you moved on to the next thing, mm-hmm. and there wasn't. I needed more dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, you, uh, there's never enough dinosaurs. I want I want to give a, th- a shout out and a thank you to the Jurassic Park podcast because. You know how much I love a coupon. I used their coupon code and saved us ten bucks getting in. Is that the British one? Those British what? guys? No, they're in Jersey. Oh, okay. There's yeah. a British one too. That they were day. apparently they were there that day. I Colin Trevow. I, I, I missed out on them. Oh. And, uh, it was just because I was listening to a, a friend of the show. Dare I say, Ted Brothers? I listened to his interview on their podcast. It was oh, quite yeah? intriguing. Yeah. Yeah. T- I, you know, Ted listened to this one right yeah. away. Yeah. And it drove me just nuts catered when, to him. when he explained that. He just decided one day he was going to start painting, and he gave it a shot. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's the natural. <laughs> they look amazing. And he's like, yeah, give it a shot. One day I decided to start doing uh, television, and <laughs> I'm still not good at it. Uh, one day and we, we get decided, paid for yeah, it. Yeah, we get paid for it. Hey, uh, well, I watched Jurassic World last night again. Well, two, across the last two nights. Love that movie. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start. I'm going to wait because... I usually wait till like June to reread the books each year. I give them a yearly read. But yeah, I maybe if I start now, no, you're never gonna. We, if I start now, we'll time it out so that next summer when you're reading it, I'll finish up the first couple chapters of the first <laughs> book. Sure. <laughs> so, what are we talking about today? Ninja Turtles, but we are talking about like uh, all things retro Ninja Turtles, not not these latest incarnations. I'll tell you what, I, I almost feel a little bit of guilt as I was looking into it, uh, and not not the movie. They they make me sad. I just I can't put myself in. But I have not seen the new movie. No, I haven't either. But there's a lot out there. The cartoon almost looks promising. Might give it a shot here. There, almost up with like uh, with all the Clone Wars and uh, Star Wars Rebels kind of. It seems like it's almost along that line. Might give it a shot. I, of course, we are only talking this cartoon. Not any of the new stuff. Not any of the well, new playmates. That was playmates. from the first movie. 
Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah, I know that. Uh-huh. I'm saying about people who talk yeah. about current partners in crime with like, a K I'm and sorry, a Y. We're not talking about the Paleo Patrol Dino Runners that are with the new nin- Ninja Turtle playline, the Allosaurus. What? Oh, yeah, I was given request a request to talk about certain things, and I said uh, that's current turtles. We're talking retro only. I don't know anything. Ab- I, you know, I they couldn't be of any help. Yeah. Uh, all right, so I guess you're going to go first. Uh. Our family grows. The city itself will be our playground to use as we please. Rewarding ourselves and punishing our enemies. We've been looking for you, Miss O'Neill. There is a new enemy. Freaks of nature. Together, we will punish these creatures. What the heck was that? Looked like sort of a big title in a trench coat. Now we shall talk over trailer noise. Uh, the ever-going theme of the Rad Years podcast is how fucking bad movie trailers were back in the day. I don't even I don't even think half of what was in it, like the music, any of Shredder's dialogue there. Yeah, was like, that Shredder or was that I, that I, other I, guy? I don't, I think they just, well, because they showed Shredder. Wow. I, I like this is almost like they took a, uh, the music sounds like something out of a sitcom from. Almost. Like an A-Team ripoff. Soundtrack. They just had someone spank the plank for a little bit. And I don't even even Michelangelo saying that. I think I don't think when they cut this, they had the voices, the proper voices. Yeah. Because Shredder wasn't. It wasn't the same voice, and none of that dialogue was in the movie. Right. It was a completely different speech. Uh, television. This was actually going to be my news of. Whatever the hell we call that segment last week, but if we're gonna lead in with Jurassic Park music and all that, we didn't wanna yeah, we didn't wanna it. break the flow. So twenty uh, years, right? No, twenty thirty. Uh, well, twenty five. Well, this was just the movie. Was March thirtieth was the movie? Nineteen March thirtieth, nineteen ninety was the movie. So math. That yeah, is I don't know, but the comics been going since eighty four. Eastman and Laird. Yeah, it's one of those things where. Numbers aren't our strong suit. No, math definitely isn't. But yeah, and they made the movie. It was an independent film, and it eventually got picked up for distribution by uh, New Line. This was like their first big like right. outing. Well, it was good. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was great. Um, they made this. They made this thing for thirteen and a half million dollars. Its initial budget was three million. Shit. Uh, and then they brought on. Um, Oh, who'd they bring on? To, uh, Steve, uh, Steve Barron to direct it, who did like music videos. He did Billie Jean and oh, shit okay. like that. Um, and I guess he'd worked with Jim Henson um, with some David Bowie music videos or something like that. So he's like, well, we need Henson to do these costumes. Okay. They have a $3 million budget. I'm like, well, that's not going to happen. So immediately it ballooned to like $6 million. Okay. And then it kept going up and going up and eventually, but still. They made that movie for $13.5 million. That's an indie budget today. Yeah. You, know, you if, really don't if, see those $25 million. And most of it was actually shot in North Carolina. Right. Um, and, and I think there's only like five days of location shooting in New York. Like the um, when Ralph gets hit by the taxi right. coming out of, out of Critters, which ironically, or not ironically, people use that word like they're idiots, and I just did. Um, Critters is a New Line Cinema release. Wow, that's sweet. where yeah. that came from. Uh, but I guess while they were shooting it, uh, Tony Scott uh, wandered by and goes, hey, what are you guys uh, shooting? They're like, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And he just walked away. <laughs> <laughs> Did Tony pass? Yeah. Yeah, he was yeah. on it then. Was he uh, fresh off Top Gun 2? <laughs> or, or 1990. Top Gun? I mean, he was, he was riding high at, yeah. at, at that point. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, but the so thirteen million dollars grossed two hundred and two million dollars. Yeah, oh yeah. In nineteen ninety money. Yeah, that's 
like a, a billion now. That that's. I mean that. Pro- I don't know and what that they, profit then, margin then they, is. They took that and put it into the budget for two, which made money, but it shouldn't have. No. <laughs> Secret of the Ooze. And then they made three. What is it with the third sequel? Oh, there's only one where they got it right, and that's Indiana Jones. Mm, or yes. the third, or the third movie in the trilogy, movie, like yeah. was. Yeah, Jedi's not bad. It's not bad, but I mean, you, it's not the it's not Empire. Ewoks. <laughs> yes. Of course, it's not Empire, but it's no, still good. No. It's funny too, and then you know the campaigning and the advertising and you know the marketing with it, the the, the merchandising right. alone. The the best part is the big campaign was the whole pizza thing, and it was Pizza Hut. It was Domino's. But Pizza Hut ran the campaign. I thought Domino's ran it for the first movie. No, it was Pizza Hut. Because Domin- it was weird because Domino's was in the movie. Right. But then Pizza Hut bid on it and actually funded a certain something that we might talk about down the road. Uh, my next pick. <laughs> oh, interesting. But, uh, yeah, so Henson made these costumes. These things weighed 70 pounds, and they were hot as hell. They had, um, they were actually, like, pumping air into them, like, compressed air into the heads. Mm-hmm. So that these guys could even breathe and not pass out. And uh, who was it? Raph. Uh, Josh Paris, who played Raph, he was claustrophobic. Uh-oh. So they, they had, the, the theory is, a lot of the attitude um, of Raph came from just him being absolutely miserable okay. in that costume. And they also had two puppeteers. So, like, you would have... There's three people basically operating. For eyes and facial expressions? Yeah, one, one guy operated the eyes, the other guys operated the mouth. Oh, wow. And then you had the guy in the suit. So you had three people trying to time this out. So you're talking, talk, wow, 12 individuals working together as a, a cast of four. Mm-hmm. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, that's my... <laughs> That's it? You're just... I thought you had more. Do you have more? I thought I did. You kind of just fell off there. The I plateau. did. Yeah. yeah. Sh- is it, should we go to mine? We can. I mean, th- this movie almost didn't get made. Well, you know... Because of... Uh, we can all blame Howard the Duck for that. Ugh, well. Yeah. They shopped it around, but no one wanted it of Howard because the of Duck. Howard the Duck. Yeah. Well, after this movie, they became superstars and came out of their shells, so to speak. Out of our shells, out of our shells, we're coming out of our shells. When there's music inside of you You know that someday it's got to come through That's why we're here and we're telling you true We're coming out of our shells, yeah You hear the rhythm and you're moving your feet Ain't nothing like a song with a beat We're coming out up from under the street Lord, we're ready to rock There will be no retreat, we're coming out of our shell, out of our shell. Isn't this some beautiful music? The Coming Out of Our Shells Tour. So beautiful. It was actually, like you said, uh, sponsored by Pizza Hut. And you got the VHS of the tour. They went on tour. Like, you go see this. Uh, we saw it at Sable Arena. And you, get a, you got a VHS from Pizza Hut. I also had the cassette. I was totally on board with this motherfucking shit. And this, was this... Uh, this was on tour? Yeah. This so- I, I mean, this song. This was- yeah, yeah though, they, they did the whole set list on tour. Yeah. Like, th- this sounds like something... If I'm at a college bar at 7 o'clock on a Thursday and there's one guy there trying to make his break, like, playing by himself in the corner and everyone's drinking and not paying attention to him. That's what I just pictured with him playing this in the corner. I have my lighter up for this one. <laughs> uh, so this was in 1990, and uh, they went on tour. They came locally to Sable Arena. 
And of course, Donatello is on keys. Leonardo was spanking the plank on bass. Michelangelo was guitar and lead vocals, of course. And Raph was on drums, but also was percussion and tenor sax. Uh, and let me tell you something about this tour. Splinter would come out and break your heart with his song, Skipping Stones. Yeah, that's right. Master Splinter. This was my favorite on the record, on the cassette. Uh, there was, it started with Coming Out of Our Shells, what we just heard, and that was Raph singing that one. Then they had Sing About It, Tubin, uh, of course, Skipping Stones here by Master Splinter, Pizza Power, Walk Straight, No Treaties, Cowabunga, April's Ballad, which came out and was sung by April, and Count On Us, which was sung by all four turtles. Uh, the singles, of course, <laughs> which were actually released on singles, and it was Coming Out of Our Shells, which was the rock version, not the acoustic one I played for you, and Count on Us. So some of the Pizza Huts had jukeboxes, you might remember this, and you could actually play these songs. Oh, I'm sure the staff had to love that. Oh my god, I'm sure they hated it. And uh, so on the tour but what that wasn't on the soundtrack was shredder came out and performed i hate music and michelangelo also had a song called follow your heart and they the the band themselves went on a television promo tour listen how beautiful this song is they were on live with regis and kathy lee Larry King live, and they were on the Oprah Winfrey show. You can find these clips on YouTube. They're hysterical. And these these look very different than uh, yeah. the Turtles in the movie. And then the Shredder is completely comical. Please look up what the Shredder looks like. He is a joke. But, yeah, I loved it. I bought, as, I bought as it. As a kid, though, you didn't, no. you didn't see the damn yeah, I fucking loved it. I watched that tape over and over and over and over. Yeah, that's uh, that's a Ninja Turtles coming out of our shell store. Do yourself a flavor. Get yourself a pizza from Pizza Hut, and uh, just sit back and listen to these songs. On they're all on YouTube. It's all on YouTube. And uh, just take take yourself back to 1990. A better time and a better place. No one's gone out there and tried to pull it down to protect their copyright. <laughs> no. All right, Squeezer. What is your next? Well, question. Uh, yeah? Do you like penicillin on your pizza? Did you ever get that as a... Did you initially get that? No, when idea, first, no I had no idea what they were yeah. talking about. Right. I didn't even know what penicillin was. Well, I, I, I just, I was like, a mox? Is that the bubblegum stuff? Mom gives me <laughs> when I'm sick. Now it's probably one of my favorite lines in the whole movie. Yeah. So clever. Mm-hmm. Anywho, what I'm talking about, and not that this had mold on it. I mean, maybe it did, because you never know what those trucks were like. No. Um, the Blue Bunny uh, Ninja Turtle ice cream, can not, oh, I'm sorry, can't see. Uh, I didn't know Blue Bunny made these. Yeah, frozen confection. (laughs) I can't say ice cream. Um, It was was like a sherbet or sorbet. Like a sherbet, sorbet, kind of cherry. Here's the problem. It was kind of like a cherry flavor, but it was green. So it kind of... It's a problem nowadays. Back as a kid, that was awesome. Yeah. And had the two Um, gumball eyes. The gumball eyes. I talked about this before the last time I had one. We were down (laughs) in D.C. and like, you know, just wandering around like we do and we just go down for a day and... Yeah, I stopped right at the right where the buses drop all the people off, and they have the all the T-shirt stands like right. Murica T-shirts, and sure. they had an ice cream truck. And yeah, I, my wife got the Bugs Bunny, um, which I think is actually ice cream. And then yeah, I got the the Ninja Turtle Pop, which the wrapper still at the time looked like uh, it was a couple years ago, had like the original style uh, turtles on it. That uh, now I think it they have the more updated version of the turtles on the packaging for all i know it could have been an ice cream or a uh confection from 1992 for all i know but i don't think it changes much uh, looking into it you can't uh, they don't sell these like in like 
for public use. Like you can, right, or you can only bulk, buy them from a vendor. You have vendor, to buy yeah. them from a vendor, from an ice cream truck. Um, I'm not quite sure why. I don't know. I, I think if you put these out in the store, I would go buy myself a box of Ninja Turtle ice cream confectiony things. And they'd probably last a while because I'd have one and realize, oh, this, all right, I get it. I was a kid. It was delicious and fun then, but if I'm going to, you know, treat myself and treat myself to a nice loaf of bread and a five pound block of cheese. Hmm. But have you had one lately? Mm-mm. In the last 10 years? No. 15? Mm-mm. Oh, shit. That's still 2002. Oh, my God. 25. Sorry. Right, so. But you remember having these. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Would you get them from the ice cream man? Uh, only at the, at the beach. At, at the beach. Yeah, yeah. The guy who would drive around at the beach. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that's, that's who. We would get them at, they'd have, somehow the pool would get them. So we'd have them at the. Remember, um. The artist Mike Mitchell, I sent you a picture of uh, him as the guy burning the, roasting the marshmallow over yeah, the that, schools. Yeah, that, that's what I was going to do to you guys uh, right, halfway uh, through baseball season. Right. Well, he drew this picture of uh, little Mikey holding one of those ice pops, and then Mondo made a figure out of it. It's actually pretty cool. Oh, shit. Uh, so if you look it up, the uh, uh, Mondo little Mikey figure, it's like 10 inches tall. Um, and it's it's uh, Mikey was big it was in the Mike Mitchell style the big old head is mm-hmm. as cute as a button and he's holding the little Mikey I'll have to check that out uh, Mikey uh, ice cream ice cream bar but yeah do yourselves a favor this summer when when you hear those those jingling bells coming down the street and you smell that disgusting diesel engine puttering about and the rusted out carcass of an ice cream truck and the odd man that is there um, maybe some of you are the ice cream man i i don't mean to offend you but it's my personal experience that the people that are driving these trucks around children shouldn't be doing <laughs> yeah probably but treat yourself treat yourself treat yourself so uh keeping with not healthy for you Totally disgusting uh, snacks. This is something that I felt I dropped the ball and left off our last uh, junk food podcast. We're heroes in a half show, we're making a surprise. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Pie. Spread from the sewers to you. Their minds are delicious, you know that's true. Because they're filled with mutagen goo. That vanilla pudding goo. They've got the tastiest, flakiest, greatest crust. Even better than our pizza. And it's green like us. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Pie. Fresh from the sewers to you. Radically sweet. You can't beat me. And there's a free turtle sticker inside. That's me. New from Austin. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Pie. Hostess Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Pies. They were awesome. Now, I never ate a Hostess pudding pie before, but then it's that same Texaco. I told you I bought the Jawbreak, the, the Raptor Bites and the Spitters from last week. You're looking at me is, with the blank stare. This no, was last week. I know. I remember. I'm trying to. Is it the one off of. Uh, it's right across from Cedar, Target. On Cedar Crest? Yeah, there? there's a shell. Oh, that's where my dad. Because my dad worked at that stockpile there. And he was the coffee guy. So, like, the employees didn't make the coffee. Like, just random uh, customers would hang you know, out at there all day. So, I, yeah, he would just I make worked the at that subway in there. So, your dad probably. Oh, yeah. Definitely came through there probably while I was working at the subway. I would go on to. That would be. Every kid has their convenience store or gas station or whatever that they would ride their bike to to get junk food. Mm-hmm. This was mine. And they had, this is where I, I had the N- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle pudding pie. It came in the yellow wrapper. It was kind of like wax paper wrapper. And it was this uh, half moon pie that was filled with vanilla pudding, but there was a green glaze on it, mm-hmm. sugar glaze. And it was delicious. And inside it came with a turtle sticker. The wrapper was yellow and had the turtles on it. These things were awesome. And it's, it's certainly, man, I'm putting it on our list of, I want to do a YouTube video when we do YouTube content squeezer. But yeah, now that we're now that I'm clearing out the garage, we're going to build a studio out in there because you can't actually do the show in a real studio because it's not a safe spot for you. Yeah, I'm not in a position to. I just it would kill the vibe. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're going to start it, and I want to bake actual, uh, re- recreate recreate Ninja this? Turtle pudding pies. Start a start a. 
a food lab, try we'll to recreate all right of in our that kitchen right here. Oh, yeah. yeah, but that could be a, that could be a show. Yeah, food lab recreating food from. Well, I'll, I'll I'll do it. We'll do it proper. I'll build an actual kitchen set for us. L- listen, I want to start this this year, not ten years from now. Oh. <laughs> uh, d- so you never had these? Yeah, I had. I see. Here's the thing. I I had them because it was Ninja Turtles. I wasn't crazy about them just because I'm not one for. I don't like the creamy inner pudding kind of. I didn't think I would either, but I love. I it. can't like. I I don't. It's a texture thing, maybe. That's why I like you know like Boston cream donuts or like I find them the most disgusting thing in the world. I can't. Yeah, I don't like Boston cream donuts yeah. either, but I love these pudding pies. Because it was just Ninja Turtles, or it actually tasted good. It tasted good. Huh. Yeah, I loved them. They actually were yeah, really good. No, nah, I wasn't. It, it was just awkward for me. Like I just didn't like the. I don't like cream filling. You don't? No. I would think you would. Why? No. I don't. I I like uh, savory, uh, meaty. You just like a loaf of bread with a cheese filling. (laughs) Uh, no, I don't even want a cheese filling. I I want a nice, uh, like a nice Havarti or a, hmm, like a hard English cheddar. I would go really good right about now. Nice little slice of soap rosada. Listen, razor thin. Will we'll, I'm gu- I'm giving the guarantee to the people, the the fans of the Rad Years podcast. We are starting because people have been asking, oh, when are we starting YouTube content? And I, because I keep promising it, it's coming soon and it's gonna be awesome. I've got some elements made that we're we're because we do television professionally. <laughs> Oh, aren't you in for a treat? You can, now you get to see what professional TV right. gets. There is like. a, there is an Emmy sitting on the counter next to us, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, we we really earned that. Oh, <laughs> <sighs> uh, and a broken beer bottle in a shadow box. <laughs> I like how that. that the broken beer bottle is treated better. Than right, the, it's more prominent. It's better. So yeah, you will be getting YouTube content shortly. In the meantime, Squeezer, Maybe. what is your next? Give me that. Hey, this is the 10. The tab's 13. You're two minutes late, dude. Ah, come on. I couldn't find a place. Wise man say, forgiveness is divine, but never pay full price for late pizza. I gotta get a new route. And I thought I'd uh, wisdom to live yes, by. Friends, the new Turbo oh, it dices, it slices, and yet makes French fries in three different. Whoops! Oh, right on Splinter's face. Sound like it could have been anything. I'm taking. I have to take the uh, RK approach this week because, uh, like what you did to Jurassic Park, I just didn't have to pull clips because some of this stuff is just little niche and small. And in this case, it's the. Uh, do you remember? The uh, adventure books. Uh, no. Like the adventure. Uh, uh, Choose story, your own adventure. Story, no, storybook adventures. No. Uh, I think they came out in 1990, and uh, I believe I got these. Remember when you were in like elementary and middle school, you would have the school book sale where like every now and then they would set up like a. Yeah, book fair. The book fair, like yeah. a little tour would come through yeah. town and troll yeah. book fair. Yeah. Yeah. Scholastic um, book fair. Yeah. Uh, that's where I think I got these because they are more very kid friendly, very cute, like the softest. Soft. You couldn't be any further from the uh, comics than to go to these storybook adventures. It was even like lighter fare than the than the cartoons. And they had there was a couple of them, and they had like the initial four were uh, a fishy adventure with Leonardo. Uh, the Incredible Shrinking Turtles was Michelangelo's story. Return of the Shredder was Raps. And then my personal favorite, uh, and the one I bought at the book fair, was The Magic Crystal. And, of course, I got that because it was Donatello's story. Because, mm. you know, big Donatello fan. Um, which I believe, in when I was looking back at oh, this. Oh, I remember these. Yeah. They, um, they, they took the I think the I might have had The Magic Crystal, too. Yeah. They, uh, Random re- House. Yeah. 
they redid this uh, in the, one of the newer cartoons, I think. They took it and expanded on the storyline. Um, uh, but in the Magic Crystal, uh, this guy Kirby, who I believe it's an homage to Jack Kirby. Is it? Yes. Um, in fact, I think in the new cartoon, they even referred to him as Jack Kirby. Um, uh, he has his pencil as like a magic crystal, and anything he draws like would come to life. Uh-oh. Um, so yeah, look at and how many years later, Kirby's stuff is coming to life. <laughs> true. <laughs> and making uh, Disney millions. Millions. Billions, actually. Uh, and so he with Donatello <laughs> to get out of the trouble that he had drawn uh, helps by drawing Donatello all kinds of like help like uh, he draws him basically a, a power fist uh, and, and then like a giant robot uh, to fight the other robots uh, it was uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed them it was the one thing that I, I remember buying from uh, the book fair that and the erasers because they would always sell erasers so you'd buy a bunch of erasers that were like cars and spaceships, and then you would just play with them at your desk. I probably got mine from Walden Books because my mom never let us give us money for the book fair. I never got erasers or anything. I got to go up and just look. <laughs> I remember remember those sticker books? They were like maybe six inches high by six inches wide. They were square, mm -hmm. and, and it just had stickers in the middle of it. I had the Ghostbusters 2 one. I think that was the one time uh, I ever got nice. to buy anything from the book fair. I was also trying to remember, and I, I brought this up to you last night. I just I couldn't find anything. Was the uh, the 3D books, yeah, acti activity books that they had, and everything I come across now is the newer stuff. But back in like 1990, 91, they had these Ninja Turtle activity books, and some of them came with stickers, and they had the they came with 3D, the blue and red. Uh, 3D glasses, and there was basically a, a comic, uh, Ninja Turtle comic, and I remember Bebop and Rocksteady being a part of it, of course, but... Uh, Not Toka and Razor? <sighs> Come on, guys. <laughs> you, you, why? why? I don't... Why? Why? You had two characters that were beloved, and you give us... Was, was it just to... I don't want to believe that they did it just to uh, create two new characters to sell action figures as because if you wanted to do that just put them in the cartoon right they did you know? but, yeah but i don't, I don't yeah bebop and rock city were so but when i knew that there were going to be like two bad mutants in it you almost you got your hopes up you knew it was going to be i bebop thought it was Rocksteady. bebop and, rock and then you're like who the hell are these guys <laughs> these don't look anything like them yeah and speaking of uh poor nutrition going back to our I popsicles and our rock steady not the most nutritious out there no i was garbage he, well yeah he was I remember his horn being gnawed down. Uh, he looked like a real rhino in the wild because I would just, when I was a kid, I would chew on it. Wait, down oh. the, thing. the actual the action, action figure. I would just, I don't know why I would insist on chewing on it. Well, I was biting my nails and that was just another source of keratin. No, that's true. <laughs> I was, I was just going to say something ridiculous to you, but now I can't even remember. Oh, oh yeah, I was going to give a shout out to the podcast. How did this get made? They talk about movies and, and listen to the one about Ninja Turtles 2 Secret of the Years because they really rip into it pretty hard. <laughs> anyway, that's uh, is it my turn? I believe so. Here we go. That's from? Oh, that is the Ninja Turtles arcade game. Yes, it is. This was, an, we've talked about X-Men the arcade game. This was kind of, arcades back in the day, a lot of them were beat-em-ups, and this was one of the most popular. You'd, there, there'd be more people crowded behind this game at the bowling alley than people bowl, actually bowling. I think this is my number, this is my number one. This Great. and then uh, Simpsons. Right after Simpsons. Yeah. Dougie and I recently beat this game. We are in New York City for this band called Cute Is What They Aim For. Cute Is What We Aim For, I'm sorry. <clears throat> and while we were waiting, we went to Barcade in Chelsea and we beat the game. It was fun. This game was, uh, so there was four players, you know, four turtles. Beat them up, all sorts of different kinds of 
uh, foot soldiers. And, uh, each foot soldier had a different kind of uh, way to get come at you. Uh, and there, there was levels where you were on uh, skateboards. There was all sorts of cool, different, fun levels. And it, it wasn't really hard. You just needed a lot of quarters to beat it. It wasn't yeah. hard. You just needed a lot of quarters. And this was this is fun. You could still find it uh, at barcades and random old like, bowling alleys. Like, bowling alleys that never got rid of the original version they had. The screens, the CRTs, kind of dim. <laughs> and it, but this was this was a, a fun one. And they ported it for the NES, which was and they and they really sold the Pizza Hut tie-in. If you bought the NES game cart, you got a coupon for a free deep dish pizza, so you didn't have to read any fucking books. Yeah, this was this was fun. And I don't. I've never gotten that far in it. I think it's one of those. I'm playing, and even if I'm doing well, it's come on, we're going. And come on, grab it by the back of the collar. Oh yeah. It, yeah. Well, like I said, we beat it this past fall. It, it took. It, it, it so it took you. Let's say it came out in '92. So it took you like 25 years to eventually beat this game. You just need the time to do it. Well, same thing with the original NES game. I yeah. just beat it <laughs> a couple years ago on uh, my emulator on PSP. But yeah, so the Turtles arcade game will go down in infamy as one of awesome. the and far superior classic. to the original NES version, I think. With the NES port? Or are you talking? No, about the, the NES Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I, I love the. I mean, I love that game, but. Having, having that for NES, and then being able to go and play the arcade game, the graphics alone just you know. yeah. Well, and then uh, Turtles in Time for SNES was a beat 'em up too. That was legit. Ooh, is that? Could we possibly be talking about that next week? Oh, we're doing SNES. Are we? Are we going to do it? Oh yeah, we'll talk about that. We'll get at the end. Yeah. So right now is your next pick. My name is Usagi Yojimbo. That means rabbit bodyguard. I am a ronin, a masterless samurai. He's not only from medieval Japan, but also from an alternate universe. So naturally, he speaks English. What strange castle is this? Well, it's not exactly a castle. It's more like a sewer. Hmm, it is quite uh, picturesque. I love how he speaks uh, broken English. <laughs> yeah, it's almost it's almost racist. Almost. In a way. Raph's line is the best. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like I, I watched it over. I'm like, wow, that is actually really poignant, ad- poignant and clever for this show. Because even yeah. though we love this cartoon as a kid, it's not it, it's not the best long term. That does, definitely not happened in the writers' up. room, and they threw that in there. Yeah. 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 Uh, did you have any like uh, crossover or like one shot character? Anyone like a or a bad guy outside of like your typical, you know, Shredder, Bebop, Rocksteady, Ninja Turtles. Did you have like one character that was on the fringe that you were a big fan of? Yes. Uh, what the hell was his name? I bought him for one particular reason. And tattoo. <laughs> the sumo wrestler. Tattoo? Really? He came with the little tattoo stickers. Mm-hmm. I bought him just to just be Yokozuna. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> or against my Hasbro oh. WWFs. He worked nicely. Yeah. Uh, Usagi Yojimbo was my personal favorite. I, I'd, if they made an action figure of him, I had that re- that action figure of him because they had a couple. They had his normal one and then w- one with him like in armor. I think that might have come out in mm-hmm. with the third movie. He was uh, in the third movie, right? Think. Or no? I don't think so. No, I never saw the third movie. No, I don't. I mean, I saw it probably once or twice a long time ago. Um, he had uh, two appearances in the cartoon show, and then he was in the comics a couple times. They were in the comics, his comic, a couple times. Cause oh, he had a spinoff? Uh, no, he he was an original creation of uh, Stan Sakai back in 84 as well. Oh. He has, he uh, is based off of uh, uh, Musashi, like the famous Ronin, the Book of Five Rings guy. I don't yeah. know if that, mm-hmm. or like 1600s. So, yeah, he's a legit comic. He's been around. He's still writing. Hmm. In fact, I just picked up a couple from, like, 2015 of uh, uh, Usagi's. And, uh, yeah, he, he was originally under Mirage along with the Turtles. So that's when they started doing the crossovers. Uh, Stan Sakai, who created him, 
writes them, uh, does all the all the uh, all the pens. He uh, he owns it outright. So whatever he wants to do with his character, he can do. So that's why he was able to do that, like the crossover with the action figures and stuff like that too. And he's been under the Dark Horse banner since like probably the late '80s. The Turtles are under Dark Horse now too, right? Are they? I'm not. I don't. Valiant I'm, or Dark Horse? No, not Valiant. Dark Horse, I think. Are they? St- are they Dark I don't Horse? Know. I'm kind of out of touch with the Turtle comics, mm. but I'm a big uh, Usagi Yojimbo fan. They're fun comics. Check one or two out. The Did de- you say he crossed over with Bucky O'Hare? No. When oh. I text you that, I was thinking of something else. That's oh. why I said Bucky Ojimbo, but I meant Usagi. It was because I was. It got me thinking about Bucky O'Hare because yeah. it's on my to-do list down the road to get into Bucky O'Hare. Yeah, okay. It's you know rabbits because they also did a uh, Usagi Ojimbo in space. Oh. He did a little spinoff, um, but the comics are great. They're all based in like uh, feudal Japan. Pretty accurate too, as far as like the depiction and stuff like that. And the I like I like the ear. He has his ears tied up like a right. samurai would. Uh, and then uh, uh, the death bubbles in the comics in the Usagi comics are the best. Like like when someone dies, they'll just have like a thought bubble and then just a skull in it. Oh really? Yeah, they're pretty they're pretty funny, huh. and somewhat poignant too. But yeah, I had uh, I had the, his action figure and uh, I really liked his episodes. Him and Leonardo were tight because they're very. Very similar. Leonardo's a bitch. I never liked Leonardo. Yeah. But the when he first showed up, I think was it Michelangelo? He like he was gonna like take out all these Foot Clan guys, and then you watch, and the other three guys are just hanging out. He's like, "Dude, what are you doing? Just there's nothing to do." And then it cuts to Yusagi y- Ojimbo, and he's just standing there, and there's like a dozen foot soldiers just severed, just destroyed all of them. He's pretty badass for being a mild-tempered little Ronin rabbit from another dimension that speaks English, broken English. So I remember the action. You talked action figures. Mm-hmm. Now my next pick is has to do with action figures. Wow. Splinter the rat taught them each the ninja art. Donatello, master of the staff. Leonardo, the Katana Blaze. My God! Raphael, the Soldier. And Michelangelo, the Noon Shackles. Radical uh, and Master of the Willing Peach. Hey, who had the pepperoni and ice cream? They still make their toys playmates. Mm-hmm. So these were, I'm, I'm not talking the regular figures. I'm talking the giant sized ones. I had Donatello. I had Donatello. Of course. We're seeing, there's a theme there's a here. Theme. You look at all, all the computers, the boards, the mics, all the wire. Of the course. Tinkering, of the course tinkering. We had. I wanted to be Michelangelo so bad, but I was a Donatello. It's the story of my life. So. Yeah, remember those giant guys? Mm-hmm. Now, here's a fun story. I worked at, and I mentioned this on the podcast before, I worked at KB Toy Store in 97 and 98. And Playmates at the time re-released all the retro all the retro figures. So, like, all the old Playmate figures were released. They looked just like the originals. The giant size ones were re-released in the same exact packaging. Nothing was different. Not at all. It was really cool. Uh I don't know if they released or they would just keep making them. They, they, or, or they just had them created up somewhere. You yeah. know, like, no, KB? Yeah, they're liquidating yeah. <laughs> old ones. So I always thought that was cool. I liked the big, I carried it around like it was almost a doll, mm-hmm. the Donatello one. Uh, I got it for Christmas because I, I, I wasn't like Squeezer where I'd get ciliary toys randomly throughout I the year. Never d- I, I had my when birthday. When did I ever say I did this? Christmas. I didn't. No, it's Christmas. But I was also the only. <clears throat> At the time, the only boy, and this will lead into me defending myself another five minutes once <laughs> we start my next pick. Oh, I know what your next pick is, uh-huh. you spoiled little shit. <laughs> uh, I had to cut out all the vehicle talk because I couldn't get into all that either. I had none of the vehicles. <laughs> I had I had uh, the Raphael with the, the turtle shell that popped open. You could store extra weapons in there. Yeah. And, like, that was it. <laughs> I think I had Leonardo like that. And then I had Donatello in a trench coat. But we won't get into figures either, because that's a whole other podcast, too. Oh, my God. You can resent me further. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't have that many. Unless I would earn the money myself and buy them. I didn't really have many. 
it's again, my dad was like, you don't need all this crap. Mm. But yeah, I had, I had, an, I had a lot. Like I'm, I'm not saying I wasn't spoiled, sure. but I wasn't squeezer level spoiled. My parents really didn't oh, believe geez. in, in play sets and, and, and cars as much as your parents have particularly did. They're like, use your imagination. You fuck. I did get to use my imagination. It, it it drove me. It drove me to like all those play sets that I had. I expanded upon them, and it led me to a a great career for three we, years. We had this uh, <laughs> this coal stove in our in our lower level. It was our our house was a bi level, so there mm-hmm. wasn't a basement. But you you'd walk in on the second floor essentially, you know. So you'd mm-hmm. go downstairs to get to the ground floor, and we had a, a coal stove down there that was on this uh, brick fireplace like it was a brick chimney thing Mm -hmm. that was my playset for all my action Mm -hmm. figures (laughs) so yeah and the coal and then i'd I'd track coal dust everywhere (laughs) it was little tiny coal pellets you know what i mean pellet Mm -hmm. stove Uh, was it a pellet pellet stove or coal coal pellets okay yeah we had we had a wood burning stove and then converted it to a wood pellet stove and i'll tell you what the fucking wood pellet stoves don't do shit compared to a real cast iron wood burning stove I made mac and cheese on it once just to prove I could. Of course Just put did. a pot of water on, uh, of on, the, on, the, on the wood-burning stove, and I'm standing <laughs> there with a box of crap macaroni and cheese. <laughs> or, well, Acme brand macaroni and cheese. Just a white box with the red, with the red Acme logo on it. <laughs> it felt like I was Wile E. Coyote. Oh, my God. I, I don't know how many stories we've collected of you, uh, you being a young kid making your own food. <laughs> Oh, I'll give you my uh my ham and pineapple recipe. That's really good. <laughs> what was the first age you made ham and pineapple? Uh, I was probably ten or eleven. Out in the it was probably a Boy Scout thing out in the woods. Damn. It's delicious. And what's that entail? Well, you, you you slice the top of the pineapple, scoop the guts out, chop up the pineapple, then chop up the ham, mix it back in, put the lid on, stick it in the hot coals, and let it go for a while. Oh. Yeah, it's really good. So, when did when you were in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, did per, did pizza? Did e- oh, pizza, I, it <coughs> was like I talked. You were last like week. a turtle eating pizza. Yes, like the whole role playing about you yes. know Jurassic Park. <coughs> I pretended that Jurassic Park was real by consuming Jurassic Park products. Yeah, the same thing. Like I, we would we would get pizza at night, like on a on a Friday night Friday would be nights, like yeah. treat, and then there'd be some leftovers. So Saturday morning, I was up down in my basement on my hook and Spider-Man beanbag chairs, and I would throw in either uh, a beta tape of uh, Ninja Turtles or Home Alone and sit there and eat my left my warmed-up pizza. And that, Well, I could watch that maybe one of the couple TVs and then play NES on, uh, on one of the other ones because I would have a collection of... If someone was, like, throwing a TV out, or, like I said, when we went to... Uh, the hotel when they were remodeling and they were like, Hey, take whatever you want. And I m- made my dad go with me and we picked up a, a hotel TV that had a steel <laughs> casing on it. It weighed like 150 pounds. They rather than chain oh it down, they just God. made it so heavy. You couldn't steal it. So yeah. I had that down there and just, I had it all wired. I, I had a, a router <laughs> and like I had a little patch uh, panel that I made. Um, oh my God. But yeah, I had like, it, it looked like Reverend Jim's house from the episode of taxi when he's like, Television. <laughs> that's what that's that's what I modeled it off of. So yeah, of course you did. If, if you if you live in uh, in eastern Pennsylvania, you put a TV out for trash between 1989 <laughs> and 1994. It ended up in my basement. Uh, I would eat the pizza Friday, and and I, you know you're pretending you're a turtle when you're eating mm-hmm. it, obviously a Ninja Turtle. Sure. Then I'd wake up Saturday morning and pour myself a bowl in my turtle bowl of Ooh. Ninja Turtles cereal because yeah. I actually ate cereal unlike you. You're weird. <clears throat> it, had the, it had the checks pieces. The nets. The nets <laughs> and um, the little marshmallows. It was delicious. And, you know, we'd play our Commodore 64 or our Nintendo. And we had, of course, you know who my father is. So we had our own uh, legit patch bay and <laughs> for, for hook, hooking up those, all those RF converters. Even though the the NES had uh, component out, yeah, yeah, but well, composite out, but still, that was uh, that was Saturday mornings and watching the Turtles cartoon, mm-hmm. and well, that was I would have to watch the movie before cartoons start because I would be up at like six in the morning. Good God, yeah. you're a monster. Yeah, occasionally if uh, 
Bad cartoons started at like six. Though. Yeah, and then I watch would watch Captain Noah on uh, ABC. We <laughs> spoke of that. We did. So, are we on my next one? Or nope, your next nope. One? We are transitioning into why I'm <laughs> such a spoiled little <laughs> shit. Oh, yep, there we go. The turtles are assaulting the Tactodrome. Inside are the Foot Clan Crescent Storage Chamber, Krang's Laboratory, and Shredder's Master Control Room. Huh? Turtles? Oh, they've been spotted. Now they'll have to watch out for the Ice Spy Radar. That hit news pit, the spike back door. Turtle Oh no, an ooze scanner, a brain scrambler, and mutant manacles. Can Leonardo rescue them? Sure, hope so. From Playmate. From Playmates. The only thing <laughs> scarier than Shredder's Master Control Room is Captain's Master <laughs> Control Room. Uh, I don't know who's more evil. <laughs> That's Who true. has more worse intentions for the world. I, I forgot for a second that uh, Turtles also sold their old, own brand of ooze, which I, I never had. I only ever had the, the, the ectoplasm. ectoplasm. Yeah. It, it was, you could cross over. Yeah. But yeah, there was... Um, Everyone, you, so He-Man originally did, because Mattel had their own brand of slime. Hmm. It was he, He-Man's was called Slime. So that was Mattel's, and then of course has uh, Kenner had a ectoplasm, and mm-hmm. uh, here we go with playmates and their ooze. Yeah, well, you could both play sets that I will speak of the Technodrome, which was like one of the pinnacles. If you could have a the play thing was set. huge, right? It was pretty big, uh, eighteen inches, maybe. Okay. Pretty, pretty big. I'm sure in high, if you looked at it now, you're like, oh, it's not that. You big. didn't have but the Krang uh, Android body, did you? No. Okay. That was that was I super. I didn't know spoiled. that like existed. It I, did, yeah. yeah I, I only had the crank with a little walker. Yeah, I didn't even have. I didn't have that. That crank. I don't think I, I even had crank a crank so bad. I got him. Um, but yeah, I had. I had the Technodrome, <laughs> and uh, and it had a port on it that with like a four inch, uh, four inch connecting like PVC like you would a PVC pipe to the sewer drains that came with the turtle sewer play set oh, really? and their hideout. Did you, you have that? You could connect the two. So I could connect the two. You fucking spoiled shit. Both of them also had little slime things. Like one would be the uh, reverse, what'd they call it? The um, uh, retro, was it? Oh, yeah, retro mutagen lab. It's like you'd put, it was like a couch that you'd put the turtle on and like try to drip slime on. Oh, yeah, So yeah, Shredder yeah. could turn them back yeah, in the turtles. Yeah. And then you had your Dimension X portal room. There was a lot of really cool stickers inside this thing that made it look legit. And then they had, yeah, prison that you could keep them in. And then this like little spinny torture rack, like the brain scrambler, where you could, it would, you'd wind it up and let it go and it would spin. And it came, you would put a rubber band over the turtle to hold them on. You would torture your turtles. Mm. Yeah. That was pretty, and it, it rolled I like picture, a. I uh, picture Uncle Phil saying he wanted to eat turtle soup. <laughs> yes, a three hundred pound black man did the voice of a. Was it James Avery? Uh, was it James Avery? I think so. Did the voice of a Japanese ninja? Yeah, <laughs> Uncle Phil from <laughs> Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Uh, there was probably some white guy doing Splinter. Oh, I'm sure. And old. everyone else. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but And then uh, the eyeball on top. <coughs> remember the eyeball on top? Mm-hmm. That would be like a little periscope that you could turn, but you can also then like pull it and trigger it, and it would roll off and oh, be really? like a, like the Indiana Jones <coughs> boulder sure. thing. It wasn't yeah, that was big, though, was it? No. Nah, I mean, it was probably like the size of the eye on that one. It was probably the, the equivalent of the size of a turtle. You know? mm. So if you placed them properly, you could knock them down if you, uh, one out of ten times when you tried to fire <laughs> it. Uh, and then, yeah, connected to the sewer, which uh, it had, like, you know, their hideout. And then, Why would uh, you want to connect the Technodrome to the sewer? Well, because the sewer is underground, and the Technodrome would, you know, was underground. It would sneak up and then attach in the sewer, and then the turtles would go in and then get trapped in the Technodrome. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if yeah, I actually ever put the two together. Uh, yeah, it came with, there was an elevator that could take you up to the surface. That was pretty cool about that place that was at like two levels so your street level right with uh um again another periscope right uh but this one was a fire hydrant that then you could also was operate from down below and had a uh, power lines with a swing that you could mm. climb on and like swing one of your turtles down and uh knock someone over one of the foot clan guys and then a little sewer drain uh that you could pour your 
ooze through, and then it also had uh, basically gerbil tubes mm. that you could drop like a little landmine through and try to knock guys over as well. It was a lot of fun. I thoroughly enjoyed that play set. Yeah, cool. Uh, what were you? What did I want to talk to you about the play sets? But again, the, and on the sewer too, the stickers, like the artwork on the stickers and like the fence posts, all the signage, it, it added a lot of detail. They're pretty cool. I, 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 um, I only knew from pictures and, and wish books. Never yeah. had so them. If, so if, if you thought they looked cool <coughs> in the wish book, they were. They did. Just, <laughs> Good to know. Yep. Well, you know how I'm, we've talked about this. I'm the king of the cosplay toys. Mm-hmm. Well, Turtles is no different. Hey guys, check this! Wax on, wax off, wax on, mouth off. Hey. Well, <laughs> you couldn't mouth off when you needed to call your fellow turtle on the turtle communicator, the turtle com. So, Playmates released two versions of this. I had the earlier 92 version. <clears throat> which was basically like a flip phone. So it was this little turtle shell, and the back would have a clip on it. You could put it on your, your pants belt, and it'd take two AAA batteries, and you'd pop it up, and the two antennas would flip up. And in the, in the inner shell was a bunch of different little cards as to who you were talking to, and then there was a Morse code pattern. Every, every toy they sold to us as a kid tried to get us to learn Morse code. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. And it made this really high-pitched squeal that would annoy the shit out of everybody. <laughs> so... I guess in 94, they released like a slide up one. <clears throat> they, they had them both in the cartoon, but it, it actually talked to you and it was a little more advanced. But I had the original one and this was so cool. I loved it. And we were out playing turtles in the snow one day because in the northeast it snows and there's these big mounds of snow behind our house in this business development thing. Normal. So we we're out playing in the, in the snow and I lost it and I was like heartbroken and from winter to spring when it thawed out i was walking back one day and i found it and it was perfect condition it still worked huh. yeah so i was a very happy boy oh, wow. yeah. so the turtle communicator was fun i also had the dress-up set that came with like the mask that had the nose on it mm-hmm. and the donatello staff and the arm armbands and of course knee, it was donatello yeah, of course it was donatello and yeah so <clears throat> that was it for the cosplay toys did so. you did you take the uh the lid off of your turtle sandbox and strap it to your back I w- yeah, I tried to. We tried to. We yeah. had the turtle soundbox, and but it was just way too big. We, yeah, it was round. I, I did it wasn't it, yeah, more oblong. And, and like the razor sharp plastic edge yeah. digging in the back of your neck. Yep. I, I I think I did that for Halloween one year, and just you would lose it half. Like you'd get like three houses down. You're like the hell with this. <laughs> I'll come back for it later. Yeah, and that was so easy. They sell backpacks that look yeah. like turtle shells. Ah, oh boy, that's uh, that was. That was our. That's our last thing. That's it. Yeah, that's it. We talked Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles. I mean, we shouldn't leave out. Uh, Volt Vanilla We'd be Ice. Remiss. <laughs> yeah. This is the best part of the second movie. So, did you see that when they now Nickelodeon owns everything Ninja Turtles? Mm-hmm. The Kraft Macaroni and Cheese commercial they did like a couple years ago. Go Ninja, go Ninja, with, with him in the middle of the su- supermarket. Really? Villain Ice was in it. They, were, they were released um, Ninja Turtles Kraft Macaroni and Cheese, mm-hmm. and they did the Ninja app, and Vanilla Ice is in it. Gotta go back and find that It was one. only like a year or two ago, or three. Not time goes so fast anymore. I like his uh, DIY show. Of course he would. But he got sued for that, didn't he? He was refurbing houses he didn't own or have the right uh, to. I, yeah, I'm not quite sure how that... The Balky one's good, too. Yeah. Cousin Balky? Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, he's redoing like an old farmhouse. Pinoche? Yeah, he's doing an old farmhouse in Pennsylvania, out in like Lancaster somewhere, huh. I think. Yeah. But he well, like, he took like a old farmhouse and put like Roman columns on it. He's just doing crazy shit with it. You, you know what we're talking about next week, though? We're going to war. Console wars, ladies and gentlemen. We are doing our first console wars. We Gen are, 4. We are going to pit... <coughs> No, only two systems from Gen 4. <laughs> TurboGrafx-16 gets to suck our dick. <laughs> we're talking. We're gonna pit the Sega Genesis versus the Super Nintendo, and at the end of it, we're gonna tally up. We're gonna keep score, and we're gonna tally up our votes, and we're gonna decide personally which of those systems ranked higher for each of us. This is gonna be the most probably successful. I would like to think that you and I could sit down, give each other our points, 
and at the end come to a reasonable conclusion respectfully that we can sit across from each other and debate and come up with a result at the end. We should run for office when we're done with this if we're successful. Run for the office of nostalgia. Is there a, is there a nostalgia officer in Trump's cabinet yet? I'm sure we can create one. Why not? That, there's one more cabinet position that needs to be in. All right. It's time to go, Ninja. We're in an hour, and we need to get to work. <laughs>